how's it going, y'all? Welcome to 25% No Ice. My name is Megan, and I'm here to share my life with you 30 minutes at a time. We're gonna talk all about college life, growing up, and everything in between. So sit back, get your favorite bobas, and let's spill some tea. What is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of 25% No Ice. For this episode, I'll be introducing you guys a little bit about myself. Now, I know it seems a little odd that we are doing introductions in the second episode, but it is what it is. We are living in a special time after all. <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed the first episode as much as I did making it. If you have not listened to it, what are you waiting for? Head there after you've listened to this one. Or if you want to find out about it now, you can do that too and come back here later. I had my friend Patrick as a guest and we had a really fun chat about the COVID-19 on how it is a shared generational experience. Okay, now, as for today, we don't have a guest, but I will be sharing a little bit about the plans that I have for this podcast and a little bit on your host, yours truly. And I'm sure it will be just as fun. So, like every first program written on a new computer, this episode is Megan Bahar saying, Hello, world! I know, super nerdy, but you gotta be honest, it's pretty cute, right? Alright, first on the agenda. What made me want to start this podcast? I guess I can sum up the entire reason into the phrase... I just want to create something that I can call as my own. This podcast is purely a creative pursuit that I decided to have alongside my studies. I listen to quite a lot of podcasts and I find myself leaning more towards it actually rather than to songs nowadays. Some of my favorite podcasts are like The Bible Project where I learn more about theology as I discover more about my beliefs, Life Kit by NPR if you guys have ever heard of that where I absorb some of the most useful tips that are applicable on a daily basis and The Health Code where I get some of my motivation and actually the main inspiration to start my own podcast. So I'm currently studying in diploma and I'm expected to graduate with a degree in two to three years. So while preparing for my career in business, I thought, why don't I come up with something that I can call my own? Why don't I create something? You can consider this as, I guess, the baby stage of exploring entrepreneurship, if you want to call it that. <laughs> I simply love to talk and so I thought, why don't I just start a podcast where I can record my thoughts and ideas in this season of my life? Therefore, the topics that would be covered in this podcast will mostly, but not limited to, about student life. You might be wondering why I named this show 25% No Eyes. So in case you haven't gotten the reference, um, it's very obvious by the way, this podcast is also a confession of my love for bubble tea because of how it accurately portray my generation. As weird as that sounds.
Okay, now you might be asking me why am I starting this now? Like, why now? Is there a specific timeline? But my answer is pretty simple actually. I think I am in my favorite season thus far. You know, the season of adulting or the biggest or even I guess the scariest transitions that I have faced thus far. I'm in college now and this is the perfect time to explore new things, move out of my comfort zone as I begin to see how my parents are also letting me go out into the world slowly. And if you guys have not not have not noticed, I also started this podcast and started planning on this podcast around the time when a lot of countries gone into lockdown due to the COVID-19. So that was the time when I was start when I was starting to brainstorm and this is the product. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's also safe to say that most of us grew up in an environment that we probably have grown accustomed to almost our entire life. Most people spend their life in the same schools during primary school or middle school or high school, but in college, a lot of students start to move out of the city or move out of their parents' home or some even move to a foreign country like myself. Based on my personal experience, I can testify clearly that it can be very daunting sometimes as i realize that you know the decisions that i make today would play quite a big role in my future once my parents chose the schools that i would go to but now i choose which college i want to enroll to i am the one that decide what major i want to take and which career path i want to pursue at times i even doubt my own decisions and this is the scary part because i'd start to think what if i was not you know meant to take on this course or module or even this path of education the opportunity cost is just too great for mistakes but that's the exciting bit of this season in my in my opinion there is so much mystery to be solved and mistakes to be made and life to enjoy as i go through it i want to share my experiences and hear about others who are walking in the same or similar path as me facing the same challenges and striving it anyway together I also imagine that my younger self would love to hear something like this to sort of know what to expect as I step closer into adulthood or at least get a little glimpse of it because when I was younger I would imagine myself with a laptop in a you know small college dorm and studying and attending lectures and maybe even go to some parties and get a little bit tipsy you know the whole package of college <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you are in my generation welcome home if you are younger welcome to the future and if you're older welcome back so i think in a digitalized world you can start anywhere and there's no better time to start now right as cheesy as that might sound but it's very true I have planned this podcast for months and months and I decided to start today and actually record my episodes instead of constantly planning and researching. So as I grow older, I want to see my growth or in this case, I guess 
hear about it. So I pressed the record button and here I am now. All right, now you might be wondering who is Megan Bahar, aka me, your host. So let me solve that question of yours, or that mystery, I guess. I am a global citizen who was born in Indonesia, and I moved to Canada for a short time, and now I'm in Singapore. So my story is not like most of the stories that you probably have heard about someone's background, because I have moved from a family to another, lived in different cities and countries, and now I guess you can sort of consider me having a taste of living in a foster care, but no, not quite literally, because I still have my parents. My parents and siblings live in the United States. We are all Indonesians, but I was separated from them in the US immigration, which prohibited me to enter the country for no reason, at least not the kind of reason that I understood at that time. So I grew up in Indonesia with my extended families or sometimes even a family friend. My parents would visit me a few times a year and we communicated over the phone on a daily basis when I was younger. It may seem a little bit odd and maybe rather unnatural because, you know, this is not the normal way to bring up a child, you know, through phone and through communication to, via the phone. But it is what it is. Things in life aren't always fair. But the ultimate decision for our own life lies in our own hands. You know, our actions are the one that would decide what it would be like. The question is, will I make the most out of this? That was what I asked myself. That was what encouraged me every day. And I would never trade my experience now with anything else. So yeah, I was born in Indonesia. Um, more specifically, I was born in Bandung. And then I was raised in Jakarta when I went to this school called Bukitsion. I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of it. If you guys are from Indonesia or Jakarta, you've probably heard of this elementary or high school school. Um, they are quite famous actually for their basketball team, for the high school at least. So yeah, I was in this uh, school for my elementary education and this was the place where I was exposed to English for the first time and that's why I'm quite fluent now because I was already learning for it since I was about six years old I think and the main language in my elementary school was English so all of our subjects were taught in English except for Bahasa Indonesia class and Mandarin class so Bahasa Indonesia is actually the local language of Indonesia and because my school is considered a national, international school, um, but we call it National Plus there. So we also had to take Mandarin subject. It's quite ironic, actually, because that school used the Singapore system of education since all of our textbooks were from Singapore. And now I'm actually literally studying in Singapore itself. So after I graduated my elementary school in Jakarta, I was then homeschooled under Pensacola School from the US during middle school for a year. Afterwards, I transitioned to independent school for two years. So in case if you're not familiar with independent school, 
it's actually slightly different from homeschool. So independent school is basically a program offered by quite a lot of schools in the United States, I think. The program's objective is to allow students who have a busy schedule due to various reasons. Like if you're an athlete in the U.S., you would usually compete in state's level and you'll have to travel often. So you need a flexible school schedule, right? Or if your parents are embassy officials or have, let's say, a job that would require them to move around the world and you have to follow them, this sort of program is designed for you. There would be absolutely no difference between students who are in the school building itself and those who are in the independent school program like myself, other than the fact that I didn't have to be there physically. So the certificate of high school diploma will be identical and you can come to campus during graduation ceremony and attend senior prom if you want to, and you still have to take standard national high school exams where they would test you on your IQ, your general understanding of US history, basic English, basic math, and basic science, or at least what they considered as basic. Okay, so with this, I would usually Skype my teacher once a week during my independent school, and my teacher would assign me with projects and homeworks on a daily basis, and I would also have exams where someone would actually monitor me, usually my guardian or someone that is appointed by my teacher uh, in the country or in the city that I am in. So the teacher would usually check on me once a week, and if I have any questions, I can ask the teacher to help me to clarify it. Uh, but most of the time, I would learn things on my own. So the books that I received during independent school were was quite different compared to usual textbooks. They were quite self-explanatory. So my books were literally my teacher. And my human teacher, who whom I Skype with once a week, is sort of the assistant, I would say. <laughs> So yeah, during independent school, I think it was the time when I learned how to, you know, fully depend on myself in terms of studying because my teacher can only help me so much. Uh, whether I want to do well or whether I want to go a little bit faster than the normal pace of people in my grade, that is all entirely up to me. So this is what's interesting about independent school as well. So you can choose how to pace yourself, whether you want to go faster compared to the people who are in your grade, who are in the campus itself, or you want to go slower, or if you want to be at the same pace, you can do that too. So for example, for myself, I skipped a grade of math and that made me graduate a little bit faster in terms of my math or I can take a more advanced math. So that's the thing about independent school. It's flexible. It's up to you. If you want to do well, you can. If you don't want to, if you want to laze around, you can do that too. So that was a little bit of a summary, I guess, about my life in Indonesia. And then shortly after that, I moved to Canada for my high school. So I finished my middle school using the independent school program. And then I moved to high school in Canada. And the main reason why I moved to Canada was because I wanted to get closer to my parents. And 
So I stayed in this place, in this city called Abbotsford. It's a really small city and it's actually considered a countryside, but it's so beautiful. I could still see a lot of farms, a lot of mountains. The people were all very chill, very laid back, but they were also cool. And I was a little bit taken aback because I grew up in Jakarta, which is the metropolitan city of Indonesia, basically. So I was, I grew up in, you know, in Jakarta where there were a lot of pollution and people were just crazy and working and it, it was just a typical city life. Not that I don't like it, but I guess it was a good pace, a change, change of pace, I guess, when I moved to Canada where people were more chill and I learned quite a lot there. I was enrolled into this school there for a year and I got to meet I got to meet quite a lot of people. Um, a lot of the students, the, the international students especially, they came from China, they came from Korea, Japan, and some were from Africa and some were from Mexico. So they're really cool people. I think that was the first time that I was really exposed to um, the world, I would say, to different cultures, to different ethnicity. Also, when I was there, I was also staying with Caucasian family, so I was in a homestay. So basically, my school in Canada, they have international student department where a lot of these students, obviously, they they don't have their parents with them in the country because they're foreign students. So they would live with uh, local families or we call them homestays so you would be taken as if you are their own family you would be learning about their cultures and you would really diversify into the Canadian way of life I guess it's really interesting my house parents were really really cool they had really nice house as well I remember that my house was at this mountain where it was a two-story house with a basement and we had a backyard and my house parents actually have a dog and I love dogs. So it was just perfect. So basically when I went into the international students department in my school, they would lay out a few families that are available to take in one student. Usually these families would decide whether they want a female or a male. So if the family has a daughter or a son, they can usually have either a male or a female student living with them. But for my family, they only had daughters. So it's only wise to only have uh, female students. And they have hosted all this while female students all the time. So I moved in with them. And, you know, my house mom treated me as if I was her own child because her their kids were all already grown up. They went to university already. So they moved out of the their house. And, you know, my house mom sort of exposed me to the local cuisine. She would cook us dinner every single day. She would drive us to the school, even though my school was actually not that far. It was about five minutes drive. And if I were to walk, I can do that too. It's about 15 minutes walking distance. But the problem is that walking down is all right. But walking back home, that was a real struggle because it was uphill to my house. 
Okay, but when I say that my house is on a mountain, I'm not implying that I lived in the middle of nowhere with nothing and my house is on top of this mountain. No, that house was built on a mountain. And basically, there's this one area, uh, I think it was called the Eagle Mountain or something. And there are just a lot of houses there so it's a housing area and my school was just downhill with a few turns <laughs> while i was studying in canada i noticed a huge difference of how the schools are like there because in indonesia it was quite competitive and you know children were already sent to tuition centers to take a lot of courses, piano, math, English, joining competitions, robotics, etc. There was just a lot. But in Canada, a lot of the students were so chill. Like I remember my school would start around 8.45 or 8.30, around there, I can't remember. And then it would end by 2 p.m. or I think it was 3 p.m. I can't I can't really remember, but it was around there. And then we would have a lot of activities. And even our classes were not very packed and very, not all of them were very theoretical. Like I remember that on my first semester, I only had four subjects every single day and they would be the same every single day for that one semester. And these subjects were not even very theoretical, like I said. Like, for example, I remember that my first semester, I had textile, which was literally sewing. And I also had science and math and humanities. And I remember that for my second semester, I had physical education, so, you know, exercising. And then I had drama and I can't remember what else but yeah they these were quite chill so before I enrolled into it into the school I was actually given an option like they gave me a list of what other subjects do I want to take so they had like drama classes you even had cooking classes and then woodworking and then they had mechanics as well so they actually had this garage and they would have a car inside and you just learn mechanic stuff <laughs> and for woodworking you build a clock or yeah just a bunch of stuff or drawers it's really cool and then you can also join this thing called salt in my school um it's basically a leadership society but it's considered a subject so yeah they were pretty cool and i'm not generalizing this that all schools in Canada are like this, but the school that I went to was exactly like this. So after Canada, I moved to Singapore. And I think this is where the adulting really come into place because I was for the first time living completely alone. And, you know, it's, com it's completely different compared to Canada because in Canada, I was still in a homestay where there are actually parents or guardians who were taking care of me. And even though I had some independence, but, you know, it's not fully yet. But in Singapore, I didn't even think that I have to think about food. I have to think about grocery. I have to think about laundry because all of these things were all within my responsibility so if i for example if i if i forgot about food then i'm not gonna eat anything because i'm not gonna go out and get food so it was quite shocking at first 
and I was adjusting, but I think it was a great lesson for me. And I was slowly getting to know the locals. I figured that, you know, Singaporeans are actually quite nice too, even though at first I thought that a lot of them were quite arrogant in some ways like they walk super fast and then they wouldn't smile that often if you see strangers like Singaporeans but if you get to know them slowly especially now I have a lot of Singaporean friends they are really nice people as well if you get to know them and they're pretty fun which is why not surprisingly shortly I also fell in love with Singapore I think this country has a very well-balanced culture for someone with my background. So I consider myself as a third culture kid. Now, if you are unfamiliar with the term, basically a third culture kid is a child that is raised in a culture other than their parents or the culture of their country or of nationality and also lived in a different environment during a significant part of their child development years. Due to the fact that I have moved to various countries, exposed to this and that, and also my parents migrated. So naturally, the things that I was taught was also a mix of uh, different cultures. So when I arrived in Singapore, I think I finally found a good balance because even though the country is mostly populated by Asian people like Chinese, but they also have Malay people, they also have Indians, they also have Eurasian, and the country itself is just very diversified. So I think... I can sort of feel more comfortable here. <laughs> All right, so as I'm studying in Singapore, I have quite a funny story actually because when I arrived in Singapore, I was considered to be in SEC 4 and that is basically still in high school in terms of, you know, Western way. So I was in secondary four and I did not know that there is this exam that you have to take called the GCE O-Level, which is from the UK. It's a Cambridge examination that the Singaporeans have adopted and it's a compulsory exam for you to take when you are in secondary school. So this exam is 100% exam-based and I have never experienced anything like that because previously in the past, I love projects more than I love exams, to be honest, because I feel like I learn more with projects and it's just more fun. But in exams, it's a little bit stressful sometimes and I only had one year to prepare for my O-level at first but later on it was changed into two years because turns out I was too young to take O-level at that time so I had to take another year to take the exam and then after I finished my O-level I moved on to my diploma in SIM and this is where I decided to pursue business. But at first, I didn't actually want to pursue business. At first, I wanted to pursue mass communication or journalism because I fell in love with the whole idea of English, with the art and the, the literature, because my, uh, my teacher at secondary school in Singapore here, he really inspired me about the English language itself. 
And I just saw the beauty of it. And I thought I wanted to pursue that. And that's why I also started to volunteer in my local church as a journalist. But when I enrolled into SIM, they only provide a business preparation course. And that was my only route with an O-level cert if I want to go there. So I took it and it's a management course. And I was quite surprised actually because I didn't actually like business at first because I've always thought that the business world is so dirty. You know, they're filled with snakes and it's just dirty games all the way through and I disgusted them. But now when I studied it, I I thought to myself, you know, this is actually not bad. I love the whole structure of it. I love how they conduct the lessons and the materials itself, they're quite fun. And I'm not saying that, you know, the business world is not as nasty as what I might have thought, but it might not be so bad after all. And there is an art to it. So I continue on and now I'm pursuing international business. Hopefully, I'll be graduating with a degree soon. So with all of those stories that I have been talking about for the past half an hour or so, I think it's safe to say that change is the only constant in my life. And I don't know where my life would bring me to next, but I'm sure it'll be so exciting. Alright, before I end this episode, I am going to attempt to answer the questions in a minute that I usually ask my guests. So without further ado, let's invite Megan 2.0 to interview me. Hello, everyone. So, Megan, are you ready? Ooh, cool. Yep, yep, I am. We will start in 3, 2, 1. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, 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 oh no. Um, green tea? Spirit animal. A horse. Harry Potter house. Ravenclaw. Ideal pet. Ideal pet. Uh, uh, I guess a dog. But when I was younger, I wanted a killer whale. Favorite music genre. Uh, pop? Gospel? One word to describe yourself. Passionate. What is your childhood ambition? Uh, I wanted to be a movie star. What is your favorite season? Uh, fall or rainy season. Favorite cuisine? Indonesian food! Duh! All the time, every time, every single day. Yes, please. Savory or sweet? Uh, s- sweet? Movies or reading? Movies. Duh! Alright, time is up. You got 11 questions right in one minute. Not so bad. <laughs> Thanks, Megan 2.0. All right, that was all the questions that I could answer in a minute. And with that, I think it's time that we end this second episode. Hope you had a really good time today and that you got to know me a little better. See you again really soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe if you'd love to spend some quality boba time with me and you can find 25% no eyes on Spotify. Follow me on Instagram at Megan Bahar and I'll link that at the description box. 
This podcast is produced by Megan Bahar and co-produced and edited by Everest. See you on the next episode.